This encore program for Fire on the Earth was chosen based on the request from many listeners. Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. We're going to continue today our week-long conversation here about one fundamental sentence in the uh, John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 21. We began the week with it. This is Jesus speaking to the apostles, saying, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. There's so much packed in it, so much promise, uh, so much depth, and Jesus is communicating the deepest thing the human race can come to understand about God's purposes, God's plan, who we are, who he is, and what it's really all about. And the great thing is that Jesus is saying to us, he wants us to see, come to see, understand, and experience who he is. He said, I will manifest myself to him. If you didn't have a chance to tune in this week to the program, friends, we've been talking a lot about this over the last few days and just want to wrap it up today with a little more conversation about what it means to yield our lives to the Holy Spirit, who's the one sent by the Father and the Son to manifest Jesus to us in our ever-increasing depth of walking with the Lord. Where we stand right now, each and every one of us, I don't know the circumstances of your life, you don't know the circumstances of my life, but we're all in we're all sharing some things in common that are very troubling and disturbing, but we also have very unique circumstances, every single one of us. Only God knows perfectly only God knows perfectly the circumstances of each one of our lives. But this single promise applies to each and every one of us. And it's a promise we can bet on completely. And it's a critical one for us to accept and to trust. Because it's the promise, if we internalize it, if we say, Lord, I trust you so much that I'm going to come out of a kind of place of neutrality, like I was talking about yesterday, or a dullness of spirit or a lack of confidence that it's, that it's real or lack of faith, lack of hope living in discouragement, thinking of myself, listening to the devil's storyline for my life. I'm the one guy this is never going to happen to, so I don't even want to try this. All those kinds of lies or the emotional, the dark space we might be in because of the troubles around us and our worry and our anxiety and our fear. That's all present. Jesus is saying, I want to help you through that. I want to actually teach you that you can live free of that. In this life, free in what way? I don't mean to say that you don't experience disappointment, tough circumstances, and the troubling experience of just the realities of what hard times can produce in our lives. Disappointments. Those things are real, but there's something deeper. It's like I think of Corey Tenboom, who said in a concentration camp and stuff, she said, there's no pit so deep that God is not deeper still. Whatever trouble you're experiencing in your life, whatever disappointment, whatever fears, struggles, it may seem overwhelming at times. But what the Lord wants to help us with 
in this time is to come to see and experience just how powerful our faith, our hope, and our love can be. Not just by my willing it, though my will is part of it, but by virtue of what he's doing in me, coming into the promises that he's made for us, becoming the person he says I am, and walking in the strength that is characteristic of every disciple that surrenders fully, as much as that fully means or that fullness means each day. Maybe it's a baby step, but it's a step in the right direction. It's a step that says, Jesus, my eyes are on you. Jesus, I trust in you. Lord, these are great times. And we confess that God is great. And we understand there's something at work in me. What is that? It's the work of the Holy Spirit. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. And Paul talks about the need for us to accept that truth, so much so that we're walking in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Christianity, in part, that's one one way you could describe Christianity, is a fellowship in the Spirit. First of all, the Spirit in me individually, and the Spirit working to help me understand myself as a son or daughter of God, a receiver of the inheritance and the promises, growing in trust, growing in hope, confidence, boldness, courage, zeal, all those kinds of things that the Spirit loves to reproduce in us. They're characteristic of Jesus. Wisdom, understanding, right? Right judgment, great piety, fear of the Lord, all of that. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to introduce, as well as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, stable faith, stable surrender, stable union with God. It comes from being able to just simply each day say, Jesus, yes, I want to put you first. Jesus, I trust in you. And when we stumble and fall, we repent, but we just keep going. And so this is a critical time in the midst of this great trial we're all living through to say, Jesus, would you please, I I accept your promise that you would manifest yourself to us. I open my life to it. I thank you for it. Holy Spirit, I want to walk in deeper fellowship with you. I give you permission, Holy Spirit, to guide me anywhere you want me to go. To fully embrace, to come into the fullness of everything I could have in this life in the kingdom. The person the Father wants me to become. That's what I want first. The will of my Father in the power of his Son, in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm willing to let anything go in order to reach that. Only you know what I'll have to let go to reach that. But I'm not going to worry about it. I know you're going to show me. Because I'm going to set my heart according to your will and purpose. I'm going to set my heart to pursue the fullness of life in you in this world. You know, sometimes friends in talking to other friends, talking to other Catholics in different parts of the country and even different parts of the world, other people who've been baptized into Christ, and it's a little bit like, sometimes it feels like people are saying, what I want is the fullness of what I can have in this life. Success, power, what I can acquire, the name I can make for myself, 
all kinds of things. Like, I just want this life to last as long as it can, and I want to get the most stuff out of this life. The stuff that really seems most exciting. I, I want to, I want to be able to live in the best neighborhoods or have a variety of neighborhoods to live in the best, you know, East Coast, West Coast, whatever it is, or Italy, you name it. I want the best. And I want to possess a lot. I want to have a lot. And I want to do a lot of good for people. But I want that. And I, I just want this life to go on as long as possible. And I want to have as much fun and entertainment and, and have the most and drink in the most this world can give me. There's some of that that's okay, right? But something's revealed in that that misses the point. It's a perspective many times coming from somebody who actually thinks the treasure is in this world, the greatest treasures. There's treasures in this world. There's no doubt about it. But the great treasure that brings about the greatest transformation that doesn't just preoccupy, entertain, tickle, bring great pleasure, great recognition, comfort, fun. Those things are okay in the right measure, but they're nothing compared to what we can really come into in this life through the Son of God. Because the Father created everything in Jesus. He, he created the cosmos, created the world, and all the goods of this world. And he's, he's happy that we can partake of them. But his greatest gift, his inestimable treasure, is his Son. And the relationship the Son has with the Father. And the gold, the purest gold, is that relationship. Is living in it and coming to experience it and putting in its right place. Pursuing that for all its fullness, because that's something that will never pass away, and it's something that will satisfy a dimension of you that nothing in this world will ever touch. And it's something that cannot be taken away. The love of God. The person of God. Who's come for you to give himself to you so that you can reach the highest the most completeness, is that the right way to say it? To be in fullness, complete, absolute contentment, joy, awesome experience of the majesty and the glory of God. There's so much there, friends. I ended the program yesterday talking about, maybe I was talking here about St. Francis. Yeah, the life of Francis. I talk about him so much, I can't remember half the time if I talked about him today or yesterday, but the idea of this great saint, who had so many in the world, really the hundreds and hundreds of millions of people throughout the last 700 years that have tried to draw closer to him because they were so amazed by his life and drawn to it. And yet he had nothing that this world is, seems to be interested in. He lived a life with his brothers and with Claire and the sisters there in the community, a life of fellowship with the Spirit. The phrase that Paul uses, the Christian life is a life in the Spirit. It's a life to, we walk by the Spirit. We learn how to walk now. And we start like babies. You know, we knew how to walk in the world, but do we know how to walk in the Spirit? Do we know how to f live a life 
attentive to the Spirit each day? Do we know how to live in conversation with the Spirit each day? Just little ways. And that begins, friends, by acknowledging God's promises, the things he said to us, what Jesus has done for us, and say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for that promise. You're so good. And you're so faithful. You're totally faithful to your promises. And I don't deserve it, but thank you. I want to thank you for it. And I want for your sake, glory, and for what you have in mind for me, I want to learn how to be completely abandoned to it and to pursue it. Right now, Lord, I seem to love the things in this world more than I love you. It's a little out of proportion. And I can't get it in right proportion without your help. And I trust you. And I want you to know I really want that, Lord. And each day tell him and take baby steps in that direction so you can grow. And friends, even as your body is wasting away, maybe with old age or sickness or whatever, yeah, that's going to come. Our body's going to slough off, but our spirit is going to be constantly renewed if we're living in the spirit. But if we're not living in the spirit, we die in our sin. We die in old, angry, cranky, Man is going to end up eternally separated from God. But instead, your body, you could be a 100 years old and your body's wasting away, but your spirit is like a, a newborn babe, a fresh child, and full of the life and the goodness of God. And you're being renewed every day, moving in one degree of glory to the next. That's what happens when you're fellowshipping with the spirit, when you're going after the fullness. And you're saying yes and talking with God, living with the Lord, following his leadership. Friends, let's do it now so we can be a light in a very dark world. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.